Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian. Two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life. So buckle up and don't be shy. Because, yep, we're We're going going there. there. Hello, going there girlies. Please pardon if you hear a little bit of a little cold in my voice today. Tis the season for cold, so we're probably heading into that. So if you ever hear us like congested (laughs) or coughing... You know, yeah, we're just being our authentic selves. Yeah, right. Can't, cannot cancel a recording for a minor cold. No, can't do that. It is so funny though in this world of post-COVID living that you feel weird even having a cold being around people. It's like, oh, I have a cold. Like, don't tell anyone. Oh yeah, remember like pre-COVID, we all used to just like come to work or yeah. do whatever. Like unless we had a fever. We were just like, oh, I feel terrible You're today, like, but oh, I'm yeah, here. oh, yeah, I just have a cold, and no one thought anything of it. But no. now it's like, you have a cold? Get away from me. Are you sure it's not COVID? <laughs> have you been tested? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. It's like the rapid fire of like four questions. Yes. So, yeah. So it's just funny. People come out with you like rapid fire questions of, you know, all Inter- the COVID things. Interrogating yes. you. But Samantha has a little cold. It's actually going through your whole family. Yeah, So is. bummer. Yeah. And your baby. I'm pretty sure. I could have gotten it from you because you and your husband had a cold a couple weeks ago. No, my husband did. I never had it. Oh, really? Yeah, I never got it. Are you but sure? Andrew had it. Yeah, I mean, like one day I was like, I kind of feel like a scratchy throat, but then I never felt weird. Yeah, but people can get it and not well, yeah. have the same symptoms. Yeah, so maybe so you I gave had it, it too. to me. I'm just kidding. Well, you did. Drink- <gasps> it was from our fall bonus episode when you drank after me. Oh my gosh! The PSL frap. That's what it was. Oh no, because that was like two weeks ago that we did that. I don't know. Yeah. We're like, we need to get six straws. Guys, we're at Starbucks and like Samantha and I are together all the time. She's like, we need six straws. And I'm like, why are you getting six straws? She was coughing. You're coughing. I don't want to get a cold. You You honestly probably did. You did (laughs) have symptoms that day because you were like coughing a lot and stuff. So, okay. Fun fact, it is kind of running joke because every time we start recording, like the first 10 minutes, I have to clear my throat like a billion times. And Andrew's always like, why are you clearing your throat so much? Like my dad's name is Glenn and he does that a lot. And he's like, Andrew's always like, okay, Glenn Smith. Cause every morning I'm like, <coughs> Oh, but I just have a lot of phlegm. That is a pet peeve. Isn't that mine? terrible? Do you think Good you do it just out together. of habit? No, no. Like I genuinely wake up with like a lot of like, I don't know, just need to clear. Now I'm feeling like I need to clear my throat. Can't you just cough though? Why do you have to do that? <laughs> because the, because the like, yeah, grunting. <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> because I that feel bad for like, Gets it different. Yeah, I feel oh, you. Everyone on the podcast is now like, "Wow, we thought like we kind of liked her. She was cool." Oh, and I just lost you all lost of that. all of your coolness. But cool. Um, <clears throat> just kidding. We are jumping back into. We are jumping back into. That's really mean. Okay, fine. Let's not record then. Well, let's not record. <laughs> okay. Anyways, we're jumping into it. Samantha has a slight cold. Yeah, all that to say. We're jumping back into our Fruit of the Spirit series, and we don't have a guest for this one. It's just Christian and I, and we are chatting about joy, which I'm excited to chat about this one. If any of them could maybe feel easier to comprehend or grasp in my life, it's for sure not achievable by any means easily, but it's definitely something I can understand a little bit more. Yeah, right away when we have this conversation, it takes me back to like the VBS songs like, Joy comes in the morning. You know? I don't know that one. Oh. I know. I've got that joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Hey, down in my heart. Down in my heart. I got that joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart to stay. 
<laughs> but so good. But joy is. It does feel almost something like it's even making me joyful talking about it because I was excited to record today and excited to just, I don't know, kind of tackle this topic because it feels like something that could be really simple. But then day in and day out, maybe it's really hard. And actually, maybe it's a good conversation for all of us to be just reminded of and then challenged by. And how, as Christians, do we exude this aspect of joy in our life as followers of Christ? So, Yeah. So just like all of these different things we're talking about, none of these can be achieved on our own doing or on our own just working to grow in that. They are all accomplished and shown in our lives through us abiding in Jesus. And so when we think about joy, I think a lot of times we think about happiness. And so the two of those we might use interchangeably, but I would argue that they're actually really different because happiness is something that you can almost manufacture or work hard for or kind of do things in your life to give you that feeling of happiness. But joy is something deeper. I think it's a way deeper down kind of just not even emotion, but just like, I mean, it is an emotion, but it's almost just this sense of being like if you are joyful in spirit, that is just so much deeper than even like an emotional feeling. Okay, so the definition of happy just on dictionary.com is a feeling or showing of great pleasure or contentment. And then the definition of joy is a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. So yeah, from a worldly definition, they both sound really similar. But we kind of want to say that like maybe in a biblical reference, they're really different. Yeah, well, I think it's so interesting, though, when we talk about that, because, yeah, we're looking up, obviously, worldly definitions, things that the world has defined as such. But when we looked at the Bible, I even looked up, like, when I was looking up the definition of the joy, the verb from that definition is rejoice. And we can find tons of places in the Bible that we are commanded to rejoice. I mean, probably the most famous is, like, Philippians 4.4, so rejoice in the Lord always. And I love that even because, like, you think about when I'm happy, I could describe a lot of things as happy, maybe going to a concert with my friends that's like making me happy or, you know, sitting outside like with my family and going on a walk like that makes me happy. Like I can feel I know what happiness feels like. It's an emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Emotional, just like moments of when all things kind of seem just like right is maybe how I would describe it. Where joy, there's a big difference where I'm like, wow, I am filled with joy. Joy is my state of being almost like it's more of something that like fills me and like Things don't have to be going right necessarily for me to have joy. Well, in fact, and we'll get to this a little bit later on too, he commands us to have joy in all circumstances. And so that's saying, no, I'm not asking you to be smiling and skipping around if you've just lost a loved one or got a hard diagnosis or in a rough season of marriage or parenting. But I am telling you that your heart should be filled with joy still in that. And I think it's just hard to understand that. But if you've ever been able to experience that, you can get a better grasp of like, oh, no, it is possible to have two things like that, that are feel really opposite from the world's perspective, kind of be in tandem at the same time. Yeah. So even as Samantha and I were kind of talking through this joy and like, how do we describe this? Because again, kind of like we said in the beginning of our conversation, seems kind of like this elementary idea to talk about. Like, we all know joy. Okay, cool. But like, why do we sometimes have such a hard time actually being filled with joy and being people that would exude joy for others to see because of Christ in us. And I think it kind of comes down to discontentment. I think if even as I talk about when I'm joy filled and when I'm just like maybe happy, those things are all about am I content or not? Like are things in my life, do I feel content? Do I feel good? 
And ultimately, I'm discontent. And therefore, I'm allowing that to like hinder my joy. Yeah, I was, I voiced Memo and Christian as we were both preparing for this episode this week. And I was like, you know, I've just been thinking about it. Like what, what keeps us from that? And I think when we look at our lives, I right now feel like, did I say this on another episode recently that I just have some people in my life that are major complainers? And it's so blaring. I did say this because I was like, everyone's going to think it's them that I'm talking about. It's not you. Didn't I say that? Yes. Anyways, I just think that when you are in such a hole of complaining, it's showing such a discontentment in your life. And it's so, sometimes we are very blind to it. I think that's an easy sin to just be so, so blind to because we think we're just venting or we think we're just like sharing a hard situation. But it's really this discontentment. And then we talked through, okay, well, then what is the the healing for that discontentment? And it's really just living out of thankfulness. And so then I was processing, well, when I'm when I'm overly grateful, or even if I don't feel grateful for things in my life, when I practice the discipline of showing thanks to God for what I have, just taking moments throughout my day to be like, thank you, God, so much for my kids. Thank you, God, so much for my home. Even if it's like hard to find the things in that day to feel grateful for, it automatically changes my heart. And guess what? I become more joyful because I'm able to have this sense of contentment that then does fill me with this joy. Yeah, maybe I'm not happy with whatever I'm going through, but I do feel joy. Well, yeah, I mean, I think obviously you guys know a lot of them. Samantha, you've shared your story a lot on here. And I even think like recently of even all of your medical stuff that you went through earlier this year. So many moments of like, yeah, in those moments, you are for sure not happy. You are for sure not like (laughs) loving these experiences. But you are like, no, I have joy because Christ is in me. And I think as we go through these fruits, it's a good reminder that you know, if we've talked about Ephesians talks about this a ton or like John 15, 11 or Romans 15, 13, which we'll like link these in our show notes. But those came to mind when it talks about like he is joy and peace that because he is these things, because Christ is these things, we as new creations in him become these things as well. And I think that comes from therefore we can have thankfulness and we can have gratitude because like if we are a part of God's family, then that is a part of just how we express that in our everyday. And so waking up with a grateful heart and waking up with finding like our ability to see small things and be thankful for those things, I think is part of that just like practicing joy. That's yeah. like an action and it's something we have to like choose and work on. Mm-hmm. I know. And it's so easy to have like, like, okay, well, wait, start, you know, I'm like picturing a pinterest quote right now, like mm-hmm. start each day with a grateful heart. Well, it's like, you can actually do things to help you grow in that. I really do. Someone told me this and I wish I could like remember who it was or maybe it was like a speech I listened to or a sermon, but it was talking about like how thankfulness is a discipline and it's a habit. And so even if you don't think of it that way, try to shift to that perspective because I've been personally this year, I know I'm not a big goal person. You guys have heard me say that. I'm not a big like resolution person, but I did say one thing I wanted to work on this year is just growing in my discipline of thankfulness. And so I feel like the more I do that and force myself to think about things that I'm grateful for, the more that comes up in my head sometimes especially in the moments that are really great, sometimes we forget to be thankful. And so the more times I can do it in the great times, I feel like my heart's inclined to remember that also in the hard times. And even thinking about on this season, there were days that, yeah, I probably wasn't even in a joyful spot. And so if you're like, oh, well, that must be nice that Samantha was able to do that in a hard time. It's like, I think it was when, you know, I was feeling really distant from God and I would come back to him and draw near to him that I would be like 
kind of reignited with that joyful spirit. But it's like, it's so evident when I'm not spending time reading my Bible and connected with God that I lose a lot of that. Mm -hmm. And it's easy then to get into that really discontent place. And so it's really important that obviously in scripture we see over and over again, we're reminded to live this way and to live with a joyful spirit. Well, and I think that's so good. Even as you say that, I'm reminded because like all of us, again, even as Samantha and I grow in our understanding of fruit of the spirit along with you guys, Again, we are receiving these aspects of God's character by abiding and remaining in Him. And so even as you say that, I love that picture because ultimately, like, we are going to receive these fruits. We are going to receive our joy when we spend time with Him. And we have to remain in Him. And we have to remember that, like, all of these fruits are only, like, really promises of the fulfillment of Christ, like, in our lives anyways. And that is just, like, a beautiful picture, like, to me. I love that. I think it was our love episode. We chatted about this, about how like we were using our husbands as an example of like love is a choice that you have to wake up every day to choose to like love. And I think the same thing is true for joy. And in that thankful spirit, I've actually never done this before, but I've heard of other people and I've always wanted to do it. Because again, when I think about this joy, I'm like, why is it so hard to remember? And why is it so hard to like recall? And I think part of that is just us having this thankfulness. And I've heard of these people doing like gratitude journals. And so they sit down at the end of their day and like they write down one thing they were thankful for in that day. Or like I thought, I've heard it recently from like busy moms, because even sometimes I'm like once a day, I mean, I could do it like in my quiet time. That's kind of like obviously the most consistent thing probably, but even like some days I miss. And so then I'm like, I've heard other busy moms do it like they'll pick like three things a week. And I'm like, okay. So like there are ways to almost like remember, like we are such finite people. We just move on so quickly to like not remember things well. And I think that's part of just being thankful is being able to recall and therefore like praise and rejoice what God has done in our lives because we're so quick to forget. Yeah, I did that mm, last year maybe. So I have a full journal and I would just do like five things a day. So I would like number them. Oh my goodness. That's a lot. Yeah. And I have like a whole journal full of it. And my thing was I had to try really hard to not say the same things every day. So it made me like think really creatively about my life. And like, you know, I would be sitting there and I would be like, oh my gosh. Okay. Today I'm thankful for the sun that's coming through my window right now as I'm like drinking my coffee. Like that feels really warm on my skin. And like what a like gift it is to have just sweet moments of like it would cause me to be so creative. And it really unlocked this like gratefulness in my heart. And it is kind of funny to think about like, we could try for three things a week. It's like, oh my gosh, like we're so blessed. And like, if you're listening to this right now, we're just so blessed compared to most of the world. And so it's like almost laughable that we have to like train ourselves to even say like three things a week. But I do think you're right. Like we're just these finite people that do have to start at a certain place. And like, I think when I did that exercise last year, I should do that again. But it kind of did shift me into thinking through like, wow, I'm so thankful for the way that like coffee smells when I wake up and I'm tired in the morning. You're like, it makes you see things differently. And so I really like that. People who hate coffee are like, that's so gross. Yeah, that's true. Or whatever you look forward to, whatever. Okay. So a good point that you mentioned, and I wanted to talk and share a little story from the Bible is just this act of remembering and like why that's important. And so I want to read in Nehemiah 8. And it's funny because this is the verse, I'll just go ahead and give it away, that we all kind of quote, like, for the joy of the Lord is my strength. But as we've talked about, we've grown in the last like 10 years about really wanting to gain biblical literacy and really study scripture and know the context. So it's funny to me that a lot of times we'll take those little bites out of scripture. We 
have no idea what the context is. So I'm going to read the whole little passage and kind of explain based on some commentaries I read, like what was going on. So it's in Nehemiah and it says, And Nehemiah, who was the governor, and Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people, said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people wept as they heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, go your way, eat the fat and drink the sweet wine and send portions to anyone who has nothing ready for the day is holy to our Lord and do not be grieved for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites calmed all the people saying, be quiet for this day is holy. Do not be grieved. And all the people went their way to eat and drink and send portions and to make a great rejoicing because they had understood the words that were declared to them. So that in context these are God's people in the wilderness. They have been going super wayward. They keep getting very sidetracked by all this really bad sin. But I do think at their core, they wanted to be following God. And here is Nehemiah. He was reading the law. So Ezra actually was. He was the priest. He was reading the law. And here are all these people hearing it. And they are so grieved over their sin, which is so cool to imagine like how often in my life am I feeling really grieved over my sin and like take it that seriously. So they're weeping. They're like so upset. They're like, we're basically nothing. Like we have so disobeyed God. We have just gone the wrong way. And he's saying like, oh my gosh, wait, don't be grieved. Yes, you just heard this law. You heard that you're living really differently from it. You're really upset. God appreciates that. That's what he wants from you. So now like go celebrate that you just received this. And he's saying the joy of the Lord is your strength. That is where you get your joy from. And so you've just expressed your remorse over all this sin. And now let's celebrate that. Like that is something to be celebrated. And when people recognize sin in their life and are able to feel to feel the weight of that, that is something we should join in and celebrate with them. So I love that picture of scripture. And it is just funny to me that we take that little piece out of it without really knowing like what it is. It's like, no, it's saying that we should feel joy after we have sinned and been wronged because we know that Jesus is the one that kind of heals that sin in our life. And he's reminding them that like it is the Lord's joy that is in you. So you have reason to celebrate that. Like, I do think there's even a part of obviously we don't know those people's like hearts and minds, but even knowing like when I am sometimes remorseful of my sin, I'm almost remorseful and in a way, like almost just like selfishly, though, like only thinking of like, oh, woe is me. I'm so bummed by myself, not really turning it to God and saying like, no, but you are the reason that I have joy. Like you are the reason that I do have this conviction. You are the reason that I can turn from my sin. And so I think it's even interesting in that way, Ezra, like reminding the people like, yes, like turn from your sin, follow Jesus. But like he is reminding them of like the whole reason you have joy is because it is yours as a child of God and like turn that to him which I love. I love so many times in the scriptures how they talk about this rejoicing is a command, that there's so many verses that talk about rejoicing even in suffering. And so it was so good to be reminded that I think part of joy is also just like trusting God's character, that even in times of suffering or sadness or like pain, we can have joy because we trust in the one who has like promised all of these things. And I think, again, goes right back to why it's so important to understand the fruit of the spirit of that. It is like an outpouring of us being with God and remaining in him because like we only have those things and we're only able to do that in times of suffering if we really do believe 
that he is who he says he is. Yeah. There's so much good stuff. And I have another, I was studying a different scripture talking about joy and I won't read all of that one, but it, it was talking about, okay, the commentary said like the people felt sad, but they didn't need to walk in sadness because God was doing a great work. They needed to walk into joy or walk with joy. And I'm just like, oh, that's so true in our lives. Like how you were just talking about feeling burdened. And yeah, that we, when I feel guilty about my sin, a lot of times it's like, oh, I'm just not this like person that even I thought I was. And how is my sin affecting others? And what do people think about me now that I'm seeing that sin so evidently in my life? And like, yeah, it's about me, me, me versus like, wow, I've probably been making God really sad by the way I've been disobeying him like this. And so that's convicting. And I, it's funny the things you don't think would relate to something like joy, but it is so intertwined that mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to kind of close this out, I thought it was so fun. We were reading, again, this other resource that I know we've linked and we'll make sure to link again, but just cultivating Fruit of the Spirit by Christopher Wright. And I loved what he talked about. He kind of recapped even one of his chapters talking about the gospel itself is good news. Obviously, everyone has heard that. Like the gospel itself is good news, that joy is good. And so we should feel super privileged as children of God to feel freedom and joy when sharing this good news because what like what is better than sharing that and it, I know it sounds so simple but reading that was convicting to me because I'm like how often am I just so overcome and delighted to share this good news from joy that I have in Christ with others and so it was really good for me to be reminded that we should have that joy because it is such good news that's really good and yeah to kind of wrap it up I think In scripture, we're talking about, yeah, we can live in joy right now. We can walk in that currently. But ultimately, Hebrews 12, 2 tells us to looking at Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So like you just said, you know, we can have this joy and good news from the gospel, but we also can look ahead with joy. Like that can be kind of our motivator for joy and our hope because we know that one day we will be completely fulfilled into this joy that we can only have a taste of right now. So that should make us really excited. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at Going There, the podcast. And it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend. Talk to you soon. Oh,